0: We don't have to be experts at the things we do, you know, um, to still have fun and to still enjoy them. And neither do our kids.
1: Hi, I'm Alex Fletcher. And I'm Rivke Silver. And this is Normal Firm Woman, the podcast where we embrace the complexities, nuances and joys of firm womanhood. Normal Firm Woman is supported by Howie and Luba Penner, which are your in-laws, Alex. I think it's so nice that they wanted to sponsor this episode. So thank you to the Penners. Thank you. Welcome to today's episode. We wanted to begin today by giving a shout out to all the women who have told us that they look forward to every other Wednesday morning when they listen to the newest episode of Normal From Women. We're hearing from women who say they listen while they're driving home from carpool, when they're washing their dishes, taking a walk sitting at their desk at work, or even folding the laundry. We are so glad that we can be with you to hopefully add some thought-provoking content to your everyday life.
2: And if it's you we're talking about, you know who we are. So an extra special thank you. Rifki, speaking of carpool, school is out. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least for our kids here in Cleveland, that is. Yes. The school year flew by. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not sure I want to count how much school my kids missed due to quarantines and all those mm. crazy stuff that we went through. Just so glad it's over. I've been wondering, Rifki, are you the kind of person that like loves the summer schedule and day camp and all that, or do you prefer the structure of the school
0: year?
1: So, you know, it's interesting. I definitely do love the structure of the school year. It gives a certain order and like that nice stretch of time when all the kids are out of the house. I do not deny how much I love that. And summer is definitely very hectic. I feel like every year, like all my kids' camps get out at different times. And so basically the afternoon is one giant carpool. But um, I do just love the general kind of relaxed summer vibe. You know, we get up later. There's not as much pressure with the, the schoolwork and the academic requirements. So, I mean, I love them both for different reasons, you know. What about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, everything you said about less pressure with academic requirements. And I also really benefit, benefit from the later mornings, just mm. getting that extra, you know, 8 a.m. wake up versus the 7am. Um, I think just like my body definitely performs better in the summertime between the sunlight and more sleep. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with the, with the summer break, um, as being my, definitely my favorite part of the year. Well, we are definitely feeling some summer
1: vibes and today's episode is all about road trips. And when I think of summer, that's what I think of. Is there anything more iconic than road trips in the summer? Yes,
2: sitting by the beach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. So maybe that has something to do with how we we grew up differently when it comes to road trips, (laughs) which we're going to be talking about that soon on the episode. But don't get scared away if you're the check into a hotel type, because road trips don't have to be like a cross-country extravaganza. They can even be just like a Sunday afternoon trip, like a day trip. And we are excited to have Jody Freed, who is an empowerment coach and the host of the Two Mom Life podcast as our guest today to give a bunch of ideas to us. She even has a road trip activity guide that you can print out, and we're going to
2: include it on our show notes for this episode. Uh, I love talking to Jodi. She she lives in Portland, Oregon, actually, Mm. and she has a passion for bringing the fun into mothering. She's also full of tips and advice about how to have fun with our families on the road, whether it is a big trip or just a Sunday outing while keeping all those important practicalities in mind because those practicalities are actually what makes all the difference, whether or not it's going to be a successful trip or not. Yeah, you got that right.
1: By the end of today's episode, we hope you've gotten some helpful pointers as well as a bit of inspiration to get out of the house and plan a fun trip for you and maybe your family too this summer.
2: (laughs) So to kick off this summer episode, we want to share with you the stories of three normal-for-women who took some pretty awesome road trips these types of things actually make me pretty nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm working on being open-minded to learn new things from new people,
3: and that's what this episode is all about for me.
2: (laughs) So let's take a lesson.
3: We are a Lubavitch family, and we camp and go on the road pretty regularly with our four children. Um, I think last season we did, in the winter break, we did two weeks in the camper the summer before that. We did three weeks on the road. We we started out when we first got married. My husband was really not into camping, and I was, and I kind of made it non-negotiable. Like we have to do at least once a year. And we started out as tent campers. And um, the first trip we made together as a couple was at a beach here in Maryland. And my husband definitely said that, like, beach camping is a different thing. And he really enjoyed it, which, you know, was a good thing. We went from beach camping in a tent to buying a pop-up camper to buying a full camper to spending, you know, weeks on end. And and I'm often asked, like, what is it? Why, why are you camping? Why are you doing this with your family? Why are you forcing your husband on these trips? Um, There's something like from making something from nothing, like there's something very valuable to that, that I personally need to be like the human that I am. Like to be a good mom, to be a good parent, I need to have these times in my life and in my years that I am making something from nothing. I don't know what it stems from, I don't know, but it inspires me and it keeps me going like throughout the year. So. We camp and we camp quite a bit. Um, we've met a lot of great people on these trips. You know, there's not very many from families that camp. Kosher food definitely is not hard, um, especially when you got your own kitchen and a camper. And we love it, it's our go to. And um, yeah, we're planning another trip this summer. I can't wait.
4: The best road trips are ones that aren't too far away, like pick a place three hours away like Niagara Falls. It's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. You get to see the beauty that Hashem created. It's not too far. There is so much to do there and it's just gorgeous.
5: Everyone wants to give their child the world. And all I want is to have my children experience everything that they possibly can. So I thought that the best way of doing that was actually to show them the world. And we have started by doing road trips. It started several years ago. We did a little trial one with my sister-in-law and three of her kids with me and my three children. And we did a short one from Cleveland to Chicago. It was six hours, we spent a couple of days and came back, worked out great. A Couple years later, we extended it to a 10 day one. We went to Texas and drove back. And last summer we did our first epic one of three and a half weeks to the Pacific Northwest. This year we got a willing will be doing something very similar to the American Southwest. We try to stop in all the national parks, at least see the highlights. We stop at some of the historical places. We try to, um, we always put in some extra fun activities, white water rafting, stand up paddle boarding. This year we're gonna be going to Alcatraz Island. We're going to do a Studio Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour, just to show them that the world is so much greater than what we see around us, that there is incredible beauty to the world. We also get a chance to show our children that other people in the world that may not be like us are very fulfilled and really interact with us on such beautiful levels. It also gives us that ability to make a kiddush Hashem. Actually packing is always a little bit of a challenge. We have to bring all of our own meats, cheeses, a lot of our own kitchen appliances. And the kicker to all this is that we do this with eight people in one minivan, uh, a roof rack and our truck space. My kids are so excited to do it again. They get to spend time with their cousins and get to see the most incredible things that Hashem has put on this earth and marvel at the views, the mountains, the plains, the animals, everything that we see. And it's really very much a privilege to be able to do this.
1: Oh, that was fun. Let's talk a little bit about our summer road trips growing up and now. Like growing up, I took epic epic road trips with my family. We would drive from Des Moines, Iowa, where I grew up to North Carolina every summer, which is like a 24-hour drive.
2: Wow. I know. How many kids in the car? Just
1: just me and my younger brother, so just the two okay. of us. And I read lots of books and we played like really little rudimentary handheld um like video games that were like so mm-hmm. basic. And I mean, like, I'm very grateful. I don't get motion sickness, so I'm able to do that. We are um, also, like, my grandparents lived in different states. I had grandpa- a set of grandparents in Wisconsin and another one in North Carolina. So we would also have to drive to visit them. We just never really flew anywhere. We always drove. That's kind of like, you know, being so landlocked in the Midwest, it was just like normal. So we were so used to it. And now I would, it's really similar because we, my parents live in St. Louis, and for a long time, my in laws lived in Memphis. And we were either living in Cleveland or Baltimore. And so we would also, we would just drive there for Yantiv. We would drive for a visit. We got really good at packing up so much food, so much food. Like, you know, and I would go to Target and I would get like little Chatchka game entertainment things for the kids and put them in backpacks. And like, we just really strategized how to do it and just how to make it happen. Like for me, I always found like, getting in the car, driving with kids, as stressful as it is, I always find it much less stressful than being on an airplane because if, like, my family is, like, devolving and everyone is, like, fighting and melting down, at least we're doing it in the privacy of our own car and not, like, in the airport. So I always prefer <laughs> the stress of road trips, the stress of air travel. That's just me.
2: <laughs> mm. What about what about you, Alex? Wow. So it's in your blood. It's, it's not so much in my blood. I mean, you know, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, so every summer, my, you know, my parents are or sort of beach bums. I think I mentioned later on uh, that my mother is South African. So like beach is necessary to her, just like oxygen. So um, every summer we would rent like a house in Florida, on the Gulf Coast of Florida. um, And we would drive down there, seven hour drive. And I'm an only child. So it was just me in the backseat. (laughs) <laughs> reading my babysitter club books, or playing my little <laughs> Nintendo video games. <laughs> so it was just not a big deal. And yeah, that, that was the extent of our road tripping. Um, those vacations were just like such an important part of my memory. And, you know, life is busy and our obligations and responsibilities are great. We really try to, you know, make some type of break, some type of vacation a priority in our family in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, the extent of our driving is to visit my family in New Jersey, um, but we uh, we've never been I'm not the adventurous type we've never been like guys we're getting in a car we're gonna you know drive out west and I know there are a lot of families that do like that I I don't gravitate towards it it's not natural for me and as I said it makes me nervous on multiple levels <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why I'm really excited about this episode
1: yes so I guess let's dive right in and listen to all of the great things that Jody has to say yeah great we are so excited to have Jody Freed on the episode this week. And Jody, you and I connected through Instagram, and you have a fantastic podcast of your own called To Mom Life, where you host a really interesting variety of women with all sorts of different life experiences. And um, I was on recently, and I really, really enjoyed our conversation. And I'm so happy to reciprocate and to get to hear more about you today and your love for adventure and travel and um, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little introduction to who you are.
0: That's awesome and thank you Alex and Rifki for having me on. It's such a treat to be here. I love your podcast too and I'm Jodi Freed. As you said, I live in Portland, Oregon with my family. I've got four little kids And I run a business called Love Adventure Mom, where I work with moms to bring travel and adventure back into their lives. And this is something that I realized when I stepped into motherhood, so many of my friends, of my peers were giving up on the hiking, on the trips, on the camping, on skiing, every, all of these sorts of hobbies that we tend to love and do, vacations. You know, so many women were just giving them up when they started having kids because they didn 't know how to integrate it or how to bring the kids into their experiences without it being too stressful and so it 's just a joy to be able to help you know help people in that way, and these are things that have brought me so much light you know in my life so So I love sharing that. I grew up in South Africa for the first part of my life. And moved to Portland, Oregon when I was 10. So when I stepped into adulthood, it was very important to me to keep those connections alive. And that's been a huge inspiration in my journey, to keep connected with my family in South Africa. Another aspect of the travel and adventure work that I do is, um, you know, skiing and more like the outdoor adventure. And that's something also that I didn't grow up with at all. But when I met my husband, he's very outdoorsy, very into skiing and and all of that type of stuff. And so we do crazy things for love, as they say. And (laughs) so I started doing it all. I started doing it all. And I, I loved it. Really, you know, skiing particularly opens up a whole new world for me, a whole new love for nature and appreciation for the world that Hashem has given us. So I, so I'm
1: thinking now also skiing is definitely outside of my um, experience as a, as a mother. I did some skiing when I was a teenager, but like, I have not done it since with my kids. And I'm just trying to picture the logistics of how do you make that happen with kids? And I'm wondering like, where would someone, like, where would I start besides just, you know, like asking you for help, but let's say, (laughs) (laughs) where would someone start to say, like, I want to do something a little bit more adventurous, maybe outside of my comfort zone. I want to get some um, more physical activity into my family's lives. How do you even start planning for the logistics of something like this?
0: Yeah, great question. So number one is pick something, you know, let's just take the example of skiing just because we're, we're talking about it, but it can really be anything. Pick something and start doing a little bit of research Call up a couple of ski mountains that are kind of within your vicinity or around where you would, could see yourself going, right? So here in Portland, we have a couple of ski mountains within about a two-hour drive. Pick a few, you know, just pick a couple of places and give a call and find out what, what do they do for, what do they have available for kids? What are their rentals like? What, um, do they have daycare? right? Because maybe you have really young kids who wouldn't be able to actually ski yet. So do they have a daycare? Do they have lessons for older kids? Or at what age do those lessons start? And a lot of ski mountains start as young as four. So, um, you know, so start with doing just a little bit of research. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Just identify two or three places and give a couple of calls and just kind of get a sense for the language and, and what they what they tell you. And and then you want to look at, um, you want to look at when when you can go, when you can make it happen. And something that I find happens so much with moms, with busy moms, is that we have these ideas of like, I want to do this, I want to integrate this, I want I want to take a ski trip, or I want to take a vacation. And then life happens, life <laughs> happens, and we just get so bogged down. And, and before you know it, winter is gone, right? If we're talking about road tripping, like you really want to take this summer road trip this summer, right? But it's, it's so easy for things to just come up and, and summer is going to be over in a jiffy. So, what I really encourage everyone to do is just pick a date, you know, whether it's a weekend or a week or just a day for like a quick, you know, trip up the mountain, like pick that date and pencil it in on the calendar, pencil it in and make that commitment. Even if it's not a hundred percent firm, just make that commitment. That is step one. And when you have that, then it also enables you to clear your head a little bit because you no longer have to think about, when am I going to do it? You already know that. So then you can move on to the next step, which is how. How am I going to make this happen? And so once you, have that, once you have that date set, then you can start thinking about more the logistics of what type of clothing does everybody need in order to make this a reality, right? Obviously, if you're going on a ski trip, it's going to look very different if you're taking everybody biking for an afternoon right? And there might need to be clothes that you borrow or clothes that you buy. Um, So you want to think about that. You also want to think about what what you're going to need, right? If you're going skiing, you need skis. So there again, those conversations with those ski mountains that you call up come in handy, you know, because you can find out from them, do you rent? If not, and most most ski mountains do rent their own. Some of the smaller ones don't. So if that's the case, you know, where's the, ask them, where's the best place to rent ski gear? So so you want to make lists are a woman's best friend, <laughs> especially when you're, when you're getting into uncharted territory and things that you haven't done before, you know, just start brain dumping, make a list of all the things that you think you will need um, to make it a reality. And then just start, Working through it one by one. Okay, we need long underwear, you know. Go on Amazon, put long underwear in
2: your cart. Something that's resonating for me is, you know, you mentioned this doesn't have to be a week trip because I'm thinking in my mind, like, what about, you know, those of our listeners who can't take off the time from work or whatever family restrictions, why someone couldn't have a vacation. But there is a Sunday, you know, and I think about, all the Sundays where nothing was penciled in and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. I just love Mm -hmm. that advice of like, even if it's just a long weekend, you know, or even if it's just a Sunday, like choose it and, and have a mini vacation, like, like plan it and have fun because it's not going to happen if you don't put it down on the calendar.
0: Absolutely. And I think sometimes we get bogged down by the terminology. So when I hear road trip, for example, it sounds to me like a long drawn out thing where I'm like, traveling cross country. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. It doesn't have to be, as you said, a Sunday is a perfect amount of time to do something fun. Drive an hour, drive half an hour, you know, just do something and yeah, absolutely pencil it in and then start working backwards.
1: Exactly. Like the, what clothes do you need? What kind of food situation do you need? And I think, is that something that you have experience with? Like how to feed small people when you're out in the middle of a place that probably doesn't have like, you know, a kosher peaches shop or things like that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it depends on your family and the ages of your kids. One amazing thing about America for everybody, all of uh, your listeners here who are in the States is that the grocery stores, the general grocery stores, your Kroger's, your Safeways, they have so many kosher products. And so many kosher products that are parv, you know? So even beyond fruits and vegetables, there's tuna. A lot of stores carry these like salmon packets. It's like ready to eat salmon, like a real piece of cooked, smoked salmon. And you can just like open that up and eat it with crackers and it's delicious. You know, and they're kosher, parv, everything. So kind of like stretch outside your comfort zone a little bit and recognize that it doesn't have to be hard. Like it really doesn't have to be hard. You can take the, uh, you know, the basics from home, like your loaf of bread and your peanut butter and jelly, but know that you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to be able to, to eat. There's always fruit. There's always vegetables. And it's even fun. Like if you're driving somewhere and you come across a fruit stand or a vegetable stand, it adds to the experience to make us stop and get some fruit, you know, and then enjoy that. Um, yeah. Something that, that we love to take along with us when we're on road trips is a picnic blanket, you know, just so that you can have them wherever you go. You can spread that out picnic table or not and have a little picnic and little kids tend to love picnics. Um, so if you find a playground, and spread out that blanket, eat some fruit and vegetable that you find along the way, can really add to that road trip experience. Wow. You know, I I think there's a lot of stress
2: when it comes to food with feeding children on trips. You know, I always laugh. I'm always like, wait a minute, what about me? Like, I forgot to pack something for myself because I'm all stressed out about, like, are they going to have lunch or not? You know, and I'm the starving one. But um, I think, like, I try to remind myself, like, no one's going to starve you know, like, okay, so they'll have just snacks for lunch or, you know, who says they're even going to want to p- eat the sandwich that you packed. It's going to be okay. No one's going to starve, you know, pack up the cooler. You can always go get an ice pop or an ice cream. If you're not all of straw, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. And there's always the Kroger too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And something else that is um is good to do even just like in general for this summer because you know sometimes you might you might decide every now and then to be a little bit spontaneous but is to put a little like bin like a plastic bin or plastic bucket in the trunk of your car and just keep it there and in that bin put a change of underwear for your little kids maybe a change of clothes and some snacks some granola bars some, um, you know, non-perishable foods and some bottles of water. And that way, and diapers, if you have babies, stick, you know, a packet of wipes in there and some extra diapers. And that way, you know that no matter what, you at least have something to tide you over. And since you're doing it ahead of time, you can be really intentional about what you're putting in there. Um, to make sure that you have the type of granola bar that every (laughs) every different child likes and Mm -hmm. that you like as well, you know? And then, um, you know, it can just make your life so much easier. That way you could just get up and go in those moments where you want to just, you know, take a quick trip to the park one afternoon or when you're going on those longer road trips, you know that at least to fall back on, you have this, you know, you have this little box in the back of your car Um, just in case. So, you know, that's something else that you could consider incorporating into your, into your summer plan.
1: I really like that. It it takes like some of that edge off of like the last minute running around. Did I remember this? Did I remember that? You don't need, it's like taking something off of your, off that mental load that you have when you're trying to get everyone in the car and out the door.
0: I love it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's also another super, super stressful time is trying to get everybody out of the house Mm -hmm. and you know whether you're the family that gets the early start or you're like more of the we're out of the house by noon or 1 (laughs) p.m type of people it doesn't matter like it's always so stressful and there's so many little kids to like chase around and so the more that you can get done ahead of time also the better so even like if you're planning for a road trip again whether it's just a Sunday day or whether it's a week or two weeks If you can get the car packed the night before, the day before, you know, put your bags in, get every the bikes, get everything that you can in the car the night before. It's going to make your life so much easier the next day when all you have to do is get every. all you have to do is get Mm. everyone dressed, serve everyone breakfast, make sure they go to the bathroom and get them in the car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, this
2: isn't the most relaxing experience even thinking about such a thing. <laughs> but you've got some great tips to try to make it easier because you want to make it happen. It's going to be fun once you get out, you know, exactly. It's going to be
0: fun. It, does. It, it really, and this is where Alex, like take a deep breath when you get into those moments of like, even just like having this right. conversation, I can see it stressing you out. Like take a deep breath. Remember to breathe like this is it's so obvious and we forget it. Like we forget so much as moms to just deep breath in and deep breath out. It can do wonders for your state of mind. So when you get into those panicky moments, just step away from everyone, close the door, go into the bathroom, deep breath in and deep breath out and and come back. Um, But it doesn't it doesn't have to be hard. I'm gonna do that
2: now. I'm gonna be deep <laughs> my deep breath in and out. If you can continue with interview, <laughs> I was thinking, Jody. So like, I love these. I love everything we've
1: been talking about. And I'm just thinking if I want to like expand my normal like Sunday day trip or a few day day trip repertoire. Like, what are some activities that? are fun to do with kids besides just like going and finding a playground, which is fine. Sometimes we just find playgrounds in a different neighborhood and we just go there. And that is the trip. And everyone seems yeah. usually happy with that. But let's say I want to go like outside my little, you know, playground routine and I want to do something a little different. What are some like yeah. options? Ooh,
0: This is great. So it really depends where you are. Cause every area, every region, every country has, you know, different, different things to explore and, and different, Um, different elements that make it, you know, really fun and exciting. Some things that we love to do are berry picking, you know, find a farm, find a farm near you. And some farms have petting zoos, some farms are more like fruit and vegetable picking, some farms, um, you actually get to like immerse yourself in the experience and help to milk a cow or whatever. But look for farms in your area they can be really fun. Um, Also flower farms like here in Portland we have a tulip festival, there's a peony farm, there's um, dahlias so those can be uh, fun outings again different from your typical like playground experience and just something to go into appreciate the color and like the joy that flowers could bring. Um, so that's something else. Another, another tip that I have is search a little bit online. And I can always help you with this, but try to think a little bit outside the box. For example, horse races. Did you ever think of taking your kids to a horse race? Such a fun experience, <laughs> right? I mean, who would, right? So my husband thought of this one. He's like, let's go to a horse race. It's actually so fun for the kids and such a fun family experience. You get to go into the sabina, There's a place to hang out outside and watch the horses or you can hang out inside. Lots of different people to watch. Lots of pictures on the walls. A lot of um, stadiums also have like little kids areas that you can go and they might have some games or like some interesting horse facts or whatever. You, but you can see the horses being groomed. You can go in and like see where they're waiting. And, and then of course you watch the horse races. So that's like something that people don't think of, but it can be so much fun. So like you could look up horse racing in your area and see what you can find. Um, also little ferry rides or train rides. So here in Portland, we have a train called the Max and it's just like a, it's a train, it's, you know, similar to the subway, but it doesn't go underground, but we don't ride public transportation often. So for the kids, like it's a fun experience or also real trains, you know, a lot of, a lot, a lot of cities have little, um, you know, little, I don't know, train stations within an hour or two of the city. Um, So look up like train stations or train rides in your particular area and see what comes up because chances are that there's a little train ride that'll take you to a waterfall for an hour that'll just, you know, take you through old towns um, for a little while. And that can be really fun, especially in the summer also, where you can kind of sit and feel the breeze on your face and really enjoy enjoy that. And then you get to talk to the kids about, you know, railroads and trains. And I find that the little boys particularly love, love, love the train rides. Those are a few ideas. I could go on for a long time without
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're jam-packed. You know, Rifki, there's a train here, the Cuyahoga National Railroad.
1: Yeah, I, was, I was literally just thinking about that I yeah was just, you know, I should go check that out because I have my, yeah we've always be totally it. into
2: it I haven't also done it maybe we should do it together all um. right so Jody, <laughs> it goes through like the national park and it's like a two-hour mm. long train it's meant to be beautiful yeah um, gorgeous do you have tips for families with children of different ages like you know the classic wait I don't want to go to the flower festival you know like and, and we could yeah. talk about from babies to teens or even just boys and girls of different ages who don't have the same interests. What, what would you advise parents? Yeah,
0: great, great question. And you're always going to have this. In fact, we had that the other day, with right? <laughs> One of our kids who didn't want to do it. You're always going to have kids who don't want to do something. And so you have a few options. Um, of course, sometimes you're going to want to, you know, do an activity especially if you're going on like a a longer road trip, it's not an, it's not optional. Like everyone in the family is coming, regardless of how much or how little people want to come along, right? Um, If you're going on a day trip, maybe it is an option here or there for one of your kids. Say you have an older child who isn't interested in the flower festival. Um, Maybe it is an option for them to spend the afternoon or spend the day with a friend that day. I wouldn't make it, you know, a habit where you're constantly, um, constantly pawning off or, sh- or shipping off your kids just because they don't want to come because it is part of the family experience. But that is an option um, that you could consider. Something that really helps to increase buy-in from older kids, and you can start doing this with kids as young as like seven or eight years old is to actually have them help you plan. So say you're going on a road trip and the one day you're doing something, they're really not into it. So you just, you know, make it clear that, hey, like we are doing this as a family and you're going to know, you know, part of this is just knowing what to expect. So as mom, you, you know, that this kid is not, not into it. They do not want to go and they're going to put up a fast. And so you can just mentally prepare yourself for the complaining because there is going to be complaining. And like, you know, I'm not the type to say, yeah, it's all going to go smoothly and perfectly because there is reality. And the reality is that there is going to be complaining. And that that doesn't mean that your time can't be fun. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to come out with amazing, spectacular memories. Right. But so just know that, that that's going to be part of it. But then engage the child in helping you plan the rest of the trip or certain aspects. So something that you can do is you can allocate a day to each child and say, hey, here uh, on this day, we're going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. And here is the budget. The budget is $100 or $50 or whatever it is. Can you find a few options or things that we can do um, in this area? and have them do some research, have them do some research online. If they have friends in that area, have them call up their friends and, and say, Hey, like, what are the cool, what are the fun things to do in this area? When you get them to help you plan, then it just, it builds the buy-in right away. Cause then that child comes back to you and says, Hey, like, here are three options that I found. And then you can sit down and, and talk to them about, okay, well, what do you think? Like, let's see how we can structure the day. And yes, this does take, it takes time because you you do want to be involved. And if you're giving them that, um, if you're giving them kind of that autonomy and that responsibility to help you plan, you really do want to take it seriously. Um, you know, and in that light, like if they come to you with three things that fit the criteria that you gave them and you're not into any of them you you need <laughs> you need to do one you know you need uh, to help them pick one because you you don't want them to think that oh my gosh, she asks me to to help her plan, and then she doesn't even like any of my ideas uh, you know so sure. it is really important that if you decide to to have them help you that you you work with them. But that really can be a game changer in attitudes, because then they know like I have a day, my sister has a day, my brother has a day to plan and mommy has a day to plan, you know, and then then they know like that you're all working, working on it together. And that even if I don't like what we're doing this day, I'm going to love what we're doing on that day.
1: And that could work yeah. for like, if um you're doing like Sundays, it would be like, well, this Sunday we're doing this activity, but next Sunday you can plan the activity or whatever. It doesn't have to be like a multi-day trip. It could still, it could just be like, exactly. oh, I love exactly.
4: This. Mm, yeah. Fabulous. Or it could be
0: morning and afternoon or one child gets to pick the restaurant that you eat at and another child gets to pick an activity, you know? Um, yeah. So there are a lot of ways to use
2: that concept. It's very important what you said. Like if if you're going to be the parent and you're delegating, you have to be able to give up that control, you know, and give it to the child and then come to some compromise if it's not going to work out for you. But it's, it's a, it's a growth experience.
1: Jody, it has been such an amazing conversation with you. I so appreciate all of the tips and the advice and the ideas that you've given. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we say goodbye for today?
0: Yes. Okay. So I'd love to share a couple of things. One is in planning your road trips, If you are going on some sort of cross country or cross state road trip, um, I highly recommend looking at the memberships that you have for science museums, for zoos, for children's museums and looking at their reciprocal So a lot of these memberships work with other museums across the country and sometimes even across the world where you can get free or very discounted admission into other museums. And so this helps you both to save money, but also it helps in your planning because it can kind of help you identify where to stop or good stopping points. So that's that's one quick tip. Another. And I know this is so hard, but try not to overpack. The more stuff you have, the more stress it will evoke. And this is so hard. It is so, so hard for me. But just try to keep in mind that there are stores everywhere. And if you leave something out or if you find yourself needing something, you can always, you can always, you know purchased from a store or go on Amazon and get that thing. So I highly, highly recommend that you do your best to keep your stuff that you're bringing to a minimum. It'll mean more space in the car. It'll mean less stress. um, And it'll help make for just, you know, an amazing, amazing adventures. Oh, wow. Jodi, you've inspired me. So much. I want to hear.
2: Tell me your longest road trip to say as we say goodbye. I want to hear it. where did you drive from where to
0: where? I want to You're say, to say to... our <laughs> longest road trips have typically been, I think Oregon to Denver was my longest road trip. Wow. And um, that's long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's long. Yeah. And um, where can our listeners find you, Jody? So you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. My handle is at Love Adventure Mom, and also on my podcast, To Mom Life. Fantastic! Love Thank it. you so
1: much for joining us today. It was
2: so nice.
0: Thanks, yeah, Jody. Thanks for, thanks thanks for all me. your
2: tips.
1: Now it's time for today's takeaway. One of my favorite tips from our talk with Jody is to put something in your calendar. Go choose a date today, and yes, it can be in
2: pencil. You bet. And you don't have to decide what the trip is going to be, but start small. Circle a free day or a free afternoon you'll have over the next couple of months and make that a trip day. You're going to try your best to make happen for you or for your family. The goal is to make time for fun in our busy lives. And now it's time for five questions with a normal from woman. Today's normal from woman is Danique Canal from Silver Spring, Maryland if you could be any month in the Jewish year which month would you be and why
4: I think the favorite my favorite month and the month I would want to be is Adar um, Adar shows a lot about trusting in Hashem finding the hidden miracles um, and it's really important to recognize all the hidden miracles every day whether they're big or they're small Um, and just be very gracious and be happy with what you have and recognize that there are good things, even if things are also hard.
1: What's your favorite mitzvah and why?
4: One of my favorite mitzvahs is tzedakah. I like it because it can be anonymous. Um, It doesn't take a huge amount of effort in the sense of time, Um, And you can give a lot, you can give a little, um, but it doesn't matter because you can give whatever and you know that you're helping people out and you know you're making a difference Um, and you can be proud of what you can give. What do you do to recharge? So I've never been really great at relaxing and just, you know, doing nothing for a little bit. Um, but I do find that exercising is really recharging. Um, it makes me feel good once I've done it. Um, and what I've also learned is that taking care of yourself really takes time and effort and you should do it because you feel really good afterwards. Um, but you do have to put in the commitment to do things for yourself every once in a while. What do you love about yourself? Something I like about my personality um, is that I'm very resourceful. I really enjoy talking to all kinds of different people, listening to their experiences and information that they have, absorbing and learning from them. So many people have so many different perspectives and experiences, and you can really learn a lot when you just listen to everybody. What do you think the from world needs more of? Being down the Kafzuchus is something we all need to do more of. Um, People are different and different is okay and everyone has a different story and different behind the scenes that you don't know and no one is doing anything to be hurtful on purpose or to make a mistake on purpose but Mistakes happen, and people are human, and it's important to be very understanding of that and to never judge anybody because of those things. Thanks for listening
2: today. Hopefully, all your carpels are driven, dishes washed, laundry folded, and the work on your desk completely taken care of as you've masterfully multitasked while listening to this episode. (laughs) Do you know that reading and reviewing helps people find our podcast?
1: If you're enjoying Normal From Women, please consider doing so to help us grow. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So you can send us an email at normalfromwomen at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram. See you next episode.